0: seek competent professional guidance for financial legal and tax advice as everyone's specific needs are unique
1: whp talk radio 580 now presents financial freedom with tim decker from isi financial group a full hour of sleep well at night financial guidance from an experienced financial advisor talking about This is your financial show, Central PA, financial
0: freedom on WHP Talk Radio 580. Good morning, everyone. Tim Decker here with you as we wind down 2017 and a most sincere, very Merry Christmas to you and your loved ones, wherever you are. Thanks again for taking time out uh, this Saturday morning to uh, join us here and... uh, let me give you the phone numbers right out of the shoot here. If you have something you'd like to ask of me, I would love to hear from you as uh, we uh, come down the final stretch. You can reach me at uh, 717-540-0580. That's 717-540-0580. And anywhere else toll-free, it's 800-724-5801. Again, that's 800 800- 724-5801. And again, if you are absolutely phone shy, which I would encourage you not to be, um, you can shoot me an email during the program here with any questions or comments that you have. You can email me here directly at FFradio at Comcast.net. That's FF as in Financial f- Freedom. So FF Radio at comcast.net. Any questions about your investments? IRAs, Roth IRAs, mutual funds, ETFs, insurance products. Uh, maybe you're considering making some last-minute moves here um, year-end. Um, if it's anything that has to do with your finances, if it's important to you, I promise I will make it important to me so don't be shy well it is a done deal what's a done deal well you know what i'm talking about the tax cuts and jobs act of 2017 has now officially been signed this will go into effect in 2018 and i'm going to we're going to discuss just briefly some of the practical highlights of this that I think will have an impact on many of you that I think you should be aware of what it will mean, as well as some things that I want you to pay special attention to that you may want to consider doing, or at least looking into with your tax advisor between now and the end of the year, which essentially means next week. So... After much back and forth, after wondering if it was going to get passed or not get passed, the House and Senate came together, and uh, without a single Democratic vote, they were able to get the Tax Cut and Jobs Act through. We're not going to get into the politics of it. That's not what this program is about, and uh, that's uh, for other programs. But I do want to talk about what this generally means for most individuals. Generally speaking, minimally, 80%, although I think you're going to find out that it's going to be more, 80% plus Probably closer to 90% of individuals will see a reduction in income taxes. Corporations, as you know, major, major beneficiaries of this. Corporate tax rate for C corporations will be going from 35 down to 21 putting us in a very, very competitive uh, position relative to other developed markets throughout the world. That, I think, is huge. And regardless of your political affiliation, I think one thing that we would all agree on, or hopefully we would all agree on, if we can provide more jobs for all Americans as a result of companies keeping more jobs here, and perhaps bringing jobs back here. uh, Jobs do not discriminate against an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican. So that is something that I personally believe has been long overdue. What about some of the other changes as it pertains to you as an individual? Well, some of the highlights... And there's a lot in this bill. By the way, it was 1,097 pages long. And much of what is in there, let's just be very honest, much of what's in there has not even been read by all all, uh, all of those in the Senate and all of those in the House. I can assure you that. And what that means is we will find over the next few weeks, over the next few months, that more details will continue to trickle out. But what we know at this time is from an individual perspective, here's some things that I think you should be aware of. As it pertains to Roth IRAs, under current law which is soon going to end if you were to execute what's called a Roth conversion meaning if you converted money if you converted monies from a traditional IRA to a Roth IRA obviously you would be paying taxes on that when you took it out of your traditional IRA and converted it to a Roth IRA so th- thus Going forward, that would be tax-free and could also be passed on tax-free. And also, one of the other big advantages of a Roth IRA is you're not going to be subject to the RMDs, which means you're not going to be forced to have to take withdrawals beginning at age 70 and a half, like you do with a traditional IRA. Well, currently, if you made that conversion, you would have the opportunity to undo that Conversion, go back and undo it, which was referred to as recharacterization. Under the new tax law, that will no longer be an option. And really, the only reason somebody would go back and undo a Roth conversion would be if the value of the IRA had dropped relative to the time when you did the conversion. It can make sense to go back and undo it so that you could then convert it again at a lower value, thus lower t- taxes. So that is gone. As you know, SALT, which, are, which is the acronym for state and local tax uh, paid, that is going to have a limit, 10000 Bucks. Mortgages. To be able to take a tax deduction on your mortgage interest, obviously, currently uh, mortgage, I believe, cannot be over a million. That's been dropped to 750000 but it's been estimated that pr- approximately 98% of all mortgages out there um, are under seven hundred. 50000 anyway, so that's not going to be a big deal. There are also some changes to estate taxes. Essentially, estate tax is not going to be an issue for 99% of all individuals. It's going to be bumped up to $11.2 million per person, which means... That's over $22 million per couple that you can have as the value of your estate to pass on to whoever without them having to pay estate taxes on that. So, those are some of the major changes, and uh, that there also is a change to the 529 plans. You can now, or you will, be able to use. Money in a 529 plan for private school expenses, not just for college expenses as it is now, but for private school expenses going all the way down from kindergarten all the way up through 12th grade. So those are some of the highlights. Um, When we come back, I'm going to share with you some things that I want you to think about that you may want to look into next week before 2017 is over with um, as it relates to perhaps some strategies that you can capitalize on before this year's over and we roll over into 2018. Okay, we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we'll pick right back up. you have anything you'd like to discuss with me? Do not be shy. You can reach me at 717 540 0580 to 717-540-0580. Toll free is 800 724 5801 Or you can email me at FFRadio at Comcast.net. I'm Tim Decker and this is Financial Freedom.
1: We never keep you hanging. News 24-7 at the top and bottom of every hour. News radio Financial Freedom on WHP 580. Once again, here's Tim Decker.
0: Welcome back. Just a few more comments relative to the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, which now is official. Uh, Something else that that I think is a tremendous benefit to the majority of individuals out there is the following. Um, it's been estimated that taxpayers currently spend nearly 7 billion hours just to comply with the current tax code. And it's estimated that's worth about $263 billion worth of time. And as a result of that, nearly 90% of taxpayers currently use a paid service to complete their taxes. However, because of the fact that the standard deduction for individuals is essentially doubling from $6350 all the way up to $12,000 and for couples it's going from 12,700 to 24,000 there's going to be many, many more individuals and families that are no longer going to have a need to itemize, and we'll just take the standard deduction, which means the tax preparation is going to be much simpler, and for the majority of you, you can actually do it yourself. Now, if you find out, or if you estimate, or you think that your deductions are going to exceed... $24,000 24,000 for family and 12,000 for individuals. If you think you're anywhere close, or you just are, just want to make sure, then obviously you should talk to a, a tax advisor. But it's estimated that currently only 30% of filers itemize on their taxes, and with the higher standard deduction. It's now estimated that only about 8% or less of taxpayers will have a need to itemize anymore. And the IRS estimates that it takes about an average of 15 hours to complete the 1040 form and that it costs filers about 280 bucks on average in expenses preparing The return, and they go on to say if 30 million filers are able to switch to the simpler 1040A form, they would save an average of seven hours and $190 in costs. So in summary, what that means is because of this essential doubling of the standard deductions, the vast majority of individuals will no longer have a need to itemize and can use the simpler 1040A and bada boom, bada bang, your taxes will be done. What are some things that I want you to be aware of between now and the start of the new year? Well, let's just take a look at the big picture here, okay? Because Because there's two things that we really want to think about there are deductions that you may want to look at and there are income deferrals that you may want to consider so think of it from this angle for the most part we are in a higher tax environment between now and the rest of this year so if you're in a higher tax environment that only makes sense that this would be the time that if there's any deductions that you can legally take, it definitely would make sense to at least consider it. And let me start by saying everything that I'm sharing with you here, you should definitely run by your tax advisor. In fact, one of the things that I'm going to urge you strongly to do is if you think any of this may apply to you, I urge you next week, reach out to your tax advisor and ask them about these things. Obviously, I'm not a tax advisor. I cannot give you legal tax advice, but I'm suggesting some strategies that you may want to consider in consulting with your tax advisor. So we're in a higher tax environment right now through the rest of 2017. Than we will be in 2018. So, when you think about the two variables of taking tax deductions, obviously it probably makes sense to take as many tax deductions that you can in 2017 while we're in a higher tax year rather than waiting until 2018. And the opposite's also true. True. If you have the capability of deferring some income from 2017 and deferring it instead into 2018, that probably would make sense for most individuals as well. Again, subject to you discussing this with your tax advisor. So, from a practical standpoint, what are some things that you can think about? Well, Number one, charitable deductions. Charitable deductions are not going away. However, they're more valuable probably this year than they will be next year. So if you have a certain amount of money that you may want to give to your church next year, a certain amount of money you want to give to Samaritan's Purse, or the V Foundation for Cancer Research, or whatever your favorite charity is, it may make sense to double down and not only what you have given in 2017 already, maybe think about what you'd be given in 2018 and just making that contribution now. Because remember, many of you are going to be in a scenario that that you're no longer going to itemize because of those higher standard deductions. Something else to think about. The current law that was just passed says that you cannot prepay income tax for 2018 and 2017. However... It did not say that for property taxes, that is the case. So you may look into the opportunity of paying some real estate taxes and some property taxes that you would pay in 2018. Maybe look at, see if you can prepay some of those here at the end of 2017. The other thing is um, your quarterly estimate. For those of you that pay quarterly estimates, you're probably looking at paying your fourth quarter 2017 tax payment right after the beginning of 2018. I would suggest you talk with your tax advisor And get an estimate of what that is, get a generous estimate of what that is, and consider paying that now so you can get the full tax deduction on that potentially versus waiting until after January. And what's interesting about that is if you use a generous estimate and you end up paying more than what you actually owed, then all that will take place is the overage will just be taxed as income in 2018. So in summary, I would suggest that if any of these scenarios you think might apply to you, I would strongly urge you to contact your tax advisor, have a powwow with them next week, and see if there are any checks that perhaps you might want to write before 2017 is over with. And again, like I said earlier, things are going to continue to unfold. There's a lot more to this tax bill than what what I hit here, but I put a lot of time into reviewing it, and I tried to withdraw and share with you some of the practical aspects that I think are going to be applicable to most Individuals for smaller businesses, those that are like S corps and what are called pass-throughs, which are non-C corps. C corps are what most large corporations are, and with the C corp, the corporation pays taxes, and then when the money is paid from the corporation out to in individuals, it's taxed, again, that's in contrast to a pass-through where the corporation does not pay any corporate taxes, it all flows down right through to the shareholders and the owners. Well, with these smaller pass-throughs, that has been changed. It's pretty complicated, but essentially you're going to be able to knock off 20% of your income but that's subject to what type of business you are if you are in a service business and income exceeds a certain amount like uh, I think it's like 350,000 if you're married Um, if you are an attorney or you're an accountant or you're a financial advisor like myself um, you're not going to get that benefit so That, in summary, um, is a quick rundown of some of the benefits, some of the highlights of the new tax, uh, Tax Reform and Jobs Act. I'm sorry, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act of 2017, which will begin anew in 2018. Okay, let's go to the news. When we come back, we'll pick right back up. And, again, if you have anything you'd like to ask of me, don't be shy, 717-540-0580, or toll-free, 800-724-5801, or you can email me, ffradio at comcast.net. We'll be right back.
2: Make us a favorite on your iHeartRadio app and
1: keep us handy 24-7. News Radio, WHP, 5- Wall Street. This is Financial Freedom with Tim Decker on WHP 580. 580. Yeah,
0: Welcome back. Uh, Let's go to the phone. We have Jim from Anvil. Merry Christmas, Jim. And hopefully I can help you out here. What would you like to discuss? Jim. JC, do we have Jim? I think Jim is there. We just don't hear him. So uh, let me know when you have him up. I also received a... uh, Email from a Nancy, um, and uh, her question was, I guess she was looking at her mu- mutual funds this past weekend. Her comment was, uh, or her question was, can you help me understand, with the market being up, wh- why is it that my mutual funds would be down? um and just a second here i think we may have jc do we have jim okay now we got bill okay let's go to bill and then i'll come back and comment on what the nancy's email was hi bill bill from Reading. how are you bill
1: great good morning how you doing merry Merry christmas happy new coming
0: thank you bill
1: what i'm calling about um Last year, I took a out from where I used to work at, mm-hmm. and the people that I I work with, I don't get a lot of information from him particular about. He invested into a long-term IRA that my wife and I would both get, no matter where my company would have been if I passed away she would get half of what I'm getting paid in my pension. Okay. But they put it in the RRA, and every year we got to take a certain amount of money out for the tax purpose. And I want to know, how do this new tax bill help me with what some of that? I don't really understand why.
0: Okay. How old are you, Jim?
1: A bill, this bill.
0: I'm sorry. i Okay, okay. So what you're referring to, Bill, is every year, because you're past the age of 70 and a half, you are required right. to take out what's called a required minimum distribution, okay? Right. That's
1: and what you doing. Every right, year right. since I retired, even when I didn't have the rollover, I did with it, I would mm-hmm. still have to take this money out.
0: Right, right, yeah. The way it works is
1: under- if you don't want the money, why yet take it up? But I know that part of was all from the government.
0: But I <laughs> want to. <know, laughs>
1: what do you know about this new t- the tax law that we are dealing with now?
0: Okay, with 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 the new tax law, um, from from what I have seen, and as I said, this thing's got over a thousand pages in it. But from what my understanding is there is nothing that's going to change anything having to do with your required minimum distributions which means if that's the case everybody who is 70 and a half and over you're going to be continued to for you're going to continue to be forced to take out an annual percentage yes, of all of your iras and or 401k accounts and the reason for that obviously is exactly what you said the government wants to make sure they get their chunk of taxes that you've been deferring for many, many years. But the current, the, the new tax law, from everything that I have read and seen, will not have any impact on that, and you will continue to be required to take out your RMDs and pay ordinary income tax on it. Now, with that having been said, if as a result of the new tax law, your personal income taxes go down, then that can potentially mean the amount of taxes that you're going to have to pay on this required minimum distribution potentially will be less. But the fact that you are going to still continue to to be required to take it out annually, that's applicable to everyone. It's just whether or not your taxes on that will be less. Does that make oh. sense, Bill? that make sense bill
1: yeah i'm here okay i i was i was really hoping i was was hearing something different about that because you know it it don't make no sense uh if you if you don't really want to withdraw that amount of money every year um i I don't know how to explain it but
0: make sense to me. I, I completely understand, but just remember this. A lot of the things the government and the IRS does doesn't make sense. So this is just another one of those, but they want to get their paws on as much in, as they can in the way of taxes, and that's why they force you to start taking it out 70 and a half. But thank you for your call. I wish thank you your and help. your family a special... holiday to you. Merry Christmas, Bill. Thank you. Okay, I think we have Jim back. Uh, JC, is Jim there?
2: Yes. I c- Hi, I Jim. Could hear you. I could hear you, but you couldn't hear me.
0: That's all right. That's You're all right. You got me now, right? I got you loud and clear, sir. I apologize okay. for that hiccup there. Well,
2: in, back in 1979, I bought a house, and my mortgage interest was 9.75. And uh, I got this big sheet at the bank, and... Um, <clears throat> It uh, I forget what it's called. It has a name. Um, it has 240 lines for my 20-year mortgage, and okay. it's the, the the date it's due, the interest, the principal, and the total. Now I'm I'm going to round things off, Tim. To let's say it was right around $400 total. Okay. Mhm. And so um, when I looked at it, it said $100 principal, $300 interest. Okay. Wow. So the, each time I made a payment, I put a line through it. You know, sure, sure. So it's kind of it's kind of a fun thing to do because you want to get to the end. Uh, now, <laughs> now when I looked at that, I says, well, if I make if I make a, a second payment here at the same time I make my first payment,
0: <clears throat>
2: I'm going to save three hundred dollars in interest. <laughs> so I started making double payments, and I couldn't do it all the time, especially near the end, because see, then you know how those numbers start to reverse. The the interest gets yep. smaller and the principal gets greater. Right. So um, I paid it off in 14 years, my mortgage, and I'm not sorry I did. Now, I have children today that have mortgages, and I'm encouraging them to pay it off early. And the reason why is I know they have a 3% mortgage, but everything was relative because when my mortgage was high, my interest rate was high in my mortgage, I could get 4% just keeping money in the bank in a savings account. Right. Uh, Okay, now you're not even going to get 1% in the bank. Right. My my theory is, Tim, that if I can take a a handful of money and invest it somehow and get greater than 3%, I don't need to pay my mortgage off. But if I can't, and I'm satisfied with the banks, as long as I have a steady income, I don't care about inflation. I don't like to take risks with my money. So I'm encouraging my children, get get the mortgage paid off, unless you can invest your money for more than 3%. And Mm -hmm. they can't. So people are telling me no, 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 you don't want to uh pay your mortgage off right away, and I can never understand the theory i mean how do you feel about that i I like okay. the fact I paid mine off i'm I saved all that interest right. and...
0: okay uh-huh. um we have to go to a break here if you don't mind i will be happy to offer you my thoughts and comments right after our break is that okay
2: do you, do you want me to hang up and listen or should i stay on
0: no you can stay on sure
2: okay sure. we'll do
0: okay let's go to our last break when we come back we'll pick right back up with jim uh, and we're going to discuss pros and cons of paying off mortgages earlier i'm tim decker and this is financial freedom
1: from Central VA to the far reaches, WHP580.com is your portal to the world. E580. All
0: right, welcome back. Tim Decker here with you. Financial Freedom, Christmas Eve weekend, and Merry Christmas to all of you. And, uh,. Let's go back to our discussion that we were having with Jim. Jim, are you still there? Yes. Okay, I appreciate your patience. Thank you. Okay, here's the here's the scenario. Um, does it make sense to pay off a mortgage early? Should you hang on to a mortgage? When should you consider paying it off? When maybe should you consider not paying it off? And here's the analysis that, here are some things to think about. And this is the way that I counsel people when I, I discuss this with our clients. Number one is, it's important that you look at all of your investments and holdings that you have in cash. And first of all, determine how much do you have in the way of liquidity. In other words, if you were to pay off that mortgage, you never want to pay it off early if it, if it would put you or anyone else that's looking at doing this, if, if it would put you in a spot where you're not going to have enough liquid cash in the event of a emergency. Now, how much liquid cash should you have? Well, that is a whole other discussion in and of itself because that comes down to how stable of job Does someone have the more stable your job, the less economically sensitive your job is, the less of a need for emergency cash you have? However, if your job is one that is very subject to economic cycles and it's not as stable, then maybe you want to have as much as a year's worth of cash. So, number one, you always want to make sure before you pay off any debt. You want to make sure that you have enough emergency cash reserves in hand so that if, God forbid, you lost your job or you became disabled or whatever, you're going to have those emergency cash reserves. Now, once you've got that taken care of and if you have enough of that, then it comes down to what is the net rate that you're paying on the mortgage relative to the opportunity cost, which is kind of what you were talking about, relative to what that cash could earn elsewhere. Well, if, if you are paying, let's say you have a mortgage of 3.5%, and you've been able to take a tax deduction on that, so essentially if you're in a higher tax bracket, that 3.5% mortgage may only be costing you a net maybe 25 Now, this can all be changing, and it will change with the new tax laws because most people are not going to be able or need to itemize and thus get a tax deduction on their interests anymore. So essentially, the benefit of taking a t- tax deduction on your mortgage interest for most individuals, not all, But for most individuals, it's going to be a mute point because of that higher standard deduction. So in this case, somebody that maybe is paying three and a half, that's not getting a tax deduction on that going forward. They're truly paying a net of three and a half. Now, so do we take money and put it towards a mortgage where we're going to save three and a half, which means money saved is money made or. Do we invest it elsewhere? Well, it depends on where you're going to invest it, how it's going to be invested, how much time you're going to have to let that money grow to help you determine what makes the most sense. And all I can say is there are times that I counsel people, if it's going to go into, say, a Roth IRA or their 401K account, that they are committed and they know that they're going to leave that money there for a minimum of 10, 20-plus years. Personally, that's what I would do. I wouldn't invest it, but you have to invest it properly. You have to make sure that you're going to behave properly because when the markets go down, if you panic out and you sell, then you're going to be wishing that you would have paid that towards the mortgage instead. So in summary, it depends on how much liquid cash you have. It depends on what the interest rate is of the mortgage, and it depends on you as an individual. What kind of investor are you? Are you going to be a disciplined investor? Are you going to invest it soundly? And at times, it's going to make sense to pay off the mortgage. At times, it might make sense to invest it. But I will say this. No one can ever go wrong. You can't go wrong by paying off debt. So if that's what you decide to do, I would never apologize, and I would never tell anyone, oh, that was a foolish thing that you did that you paid off debt, unless unless it took away all of your liquid cash so does that make sense
2: absolutely that's a great answer uh Jim, I, I i feel i did the right thing i'll um i'll discuss this with my children
0: you are very welcome i wish you well and merry christmas okay right back at you so long okay okay um before we wrap up um i had received an email from uh nancy I'm not sure where she uh From But she had asked, she said, uh, with the markets going up, uh, I looked at my mutual funds and for whatever reason, they're not going up as much or they went down. My answer to that would be we would need to look at that in further detail. Um, First of all, when you say with the markets up, what is it that you mean when you say the markets? Are you talking about the Dow Jones? Because the Dow Jones Industrial Average is only 30 U.S. large companies. Are you talking about the international markets being up? So when people say the market's up, uh, we would need to find out what's what's the uh, uh, the measuring stick that you are looking at there. And then we would need to look at the actual mutual funds that you own because you may own some large company funds. You may own some international, some small company funds, some value funds. So... In summary, you need to be careful that you're measuring and that you're using the proper benchmarks to measure against your investments. And I think if you do that, you'll you'll find if you're invested soundly and properly that that, um, that will be the answer to what it is that you're looking for. Well, that's it for this morning. I wish you all very, very well and have a very special day. Christmas. take care hi it's RJ Harris you'
2: still listening to Pandora why why would you put up with all